0: Welcome to Put Christian American Canyons podcast. We hope that this message encourages you and blesses you.
1: Love to have you here on Saturday night. And again, uh, just to recap, why are we here on Saturday night? Because we're not going to be here Sunday afternoon. Because my daughter Bianca is graduating tomorrow from Sonoma State University. And we wanted to be able to attend tomorrow. And uh, so that's why we're here, and that's why you're here. Amen. Well, how many were here last week? You heard me preach on uh, quit, quit feeling shame, give it up, you know, quit living in it. Well, today I'm going to kind of tail on that, and I'm going to speak to you on living free from shame. Everybody say that with me, living free from shame. So... As I spoke last week on quit being ashamed, quit living in shame, my prayer is that you receive that message, that something touched your heart, because for many of us, we, I know that it can be difficult. We carry things from childhood into adulthood. And how do I know that? Because I'm imperfect, just like you are. And we bring stuff into our adulthood that has affected us from, from infants all the way up into adulthood, and we live with that. Sometimes it's shame, and it's a crying shame that we have to carry it. Amen? So again, today, I want to speak to you on how to live free from shame. First of all, I I want to tell you that inside of each of you is the person that you know every morning that you want to be. There's that person that you grew up thinking that you were going to be, that you still have hope That one day will achieve what you want to do. How many of you know what I'm talking about or can relate to that? It's never too late. Let me just say that. It's never too late. Um, So I want to just tell you that hidden deep in every person is that person that you thought you would be. There's still hope every day that you look in the mirror and say, I'm I'm still believing. I'm still hoping. Amen? This person is fearless. It's the one that doesn't back down from, from confrontation or avoids confrontation. Sometimes there's good confrontation. Most of the time it's not good, but sometimes there's people need to be confronted, amen, with, with truth. Sometimes you need to be compassionate. This person is compassionate. And you might find yourself here today being the uncompassionate person. You're the first one to get in their grill, right? Um, you're that person that deep inside is compassionate. You're that person that speaks the truth. You're that person because that person resides in you. See, that person you've always wanted to be is in you, is inside of each of you. And today I want to speak to you that the real you is the person that God created you to be. We live in this world, and I, and I have to harp on this almost every time I speak. We live in this social media driven world. And unfortunately, what it's done, it's made us compare ourselves to that wonderful-looking picture that we see on Instagram or Facebook or whatever. And how many know that nobody ever posts an ugly picture of themselves? Right? Nobody does. And nobody ever will. Quit comparing yourself to that person. Amen? Can we just start there? And, And so we have to realize that Deep inside, there's this person that wants to come out that's not, it's not perfect, but it's inside of you. And God wants to draw that out of you. God wants to remind you today, you are his son, you are his daughter. Amen? However, we know this, because we live in this world that we live in. It's full of pain. It's full of disappointment. This person that Irene called me about, received disappointing news, tragic news, on the loss of her child, of her adult child. Life is filled with instances like this that affect you and I. Children leave the house. Children die. Spouses pass away. Things happen in our world. And we live in this world that's full of hurt, pain, shame, often Rejection, violence, injustice, abuse, disappointment. That this person that God created you to be remains imprisoned because of that. You remain shackled because of all the circumstances happening to you and around you. Amen? But this is what I want to get to you today. This is the point of today's message. Jesus has come to set you free from all that. Jesus doesn't want you to live in bondage. He wants you to just be transparent. Be real. Be real, amen? Be who you were created to be. Some of you are louder than others. Some of you are quieter than others. Some of you are more compassionate than others. Some of you are very giving. Some of you are a little more stingy. That's that's, You know, God created you like that. But in a way, God... God created you all as his children, amen? Freedom has come to release you to a life full of joy. God has given us a freedom that should fill us with a joy, compassion, love, courage, and a life of experiencing God's power, amen? I want to have you turn to Luke chapter 4, which is where I'm going to be reading, and this is out of the New Living Translation. Luke chapter 4, two verses, verses 18 and 19. Luke chapter 4, it's a very well-known passage in the Bible. And starting in verse 18, it declares, The Spirit of the Lord is upon me, for He has anointed me to bring good news to the poor. He has sent me to proclaim that captives will be released, that the blind will see, that the oppressed will be set free, And that the time of the Lord's favor has come. Let's pray one more time. Heavenly Father, we pray for these next few remaining moments. God, that you would help us to open our heart, open our spirit to you. That we would receive from your word this evening. Lord, fill us with your wisdom, compassion. Set us free, Lord. Help us to live the life that you have ordained for every single one of us. And we pray that tonight in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Amen. God has a plan. Amen. Say that with me. God has a plan. plan. Amen. So I'm going to go to my first point. God's original design, his original plan, you were in that plan. When he created the foundations of this earth, the the Bible says, he had you in mind. He, He created The world, amen. And he had you in mind. He knew he was going to go to the cross, he knew he was going to die for each of you. And yet, he had you in mind. God's original design, his original plan, at the center of this, you are his masterpiece. You are his masterpiece of divine design. Say that divine design. That's who you were created to be. Plan for. Many, many, many years ago. And I'm going to show you through scriptures how and where this comes about. Let's go to Ephesians chapter 2 and starting in verse 9. And it says this, verse 9 through 10. Salvation is not a reward for the good things we have done, so none of us can boast about it. For we are God's masterpiece. Let me stop right there. Say that with me one more time, please. For we are God's masterpiece. Amen. I I want that to just sink in. Because sometimes this world can leave us feeling ugly, disappointed. And here the Word of God is telling us, you are God's masterpiece. For we are God's masterpiece. He has created us anew in Christ Jesus... So we can do the good things he planned for us long ago. I'm going to ask you to turn to Psalm chapter 139. And of course, these are on the screen as usual. And let me turn around to confirm that. And it is Psalm 139 and verses 13 through 14. I'm going to read two scriptures For you fashion my inmost being, you knit me together in my mother's womb. I thank you because I am awesomely made, wonderfully. Your works are wonders. I know this very well. I don't know who needs to be reminded of this today, but somebody needs to hear this. Somebody needs to be reminded today that they were wonderfully made, awesomely made. Amen? This was God's divine design. The, the last scripture I would take you to Job, the book of Job, chapter 1. Oh, Job. None of us want to relate to Job, but I'm going to take you to Job, chapter 1, verses 6 through 9. One day the members of the heavenly court came to present themselves before the Lord and the accuser, Satan, came with them. "'Where have you come from?' the Lord asked Satan. And Satan answered the Lord, "'I have been patrolling, patrolling the earth.'" watching everything that's going on. It tells us something right there. It tells us that our enemy is in our midst, walks around, just so that you're aware of that. Amen? Then the Lord asked Satan, verse 8, Have you noticed my servant Job? Have you noticed my servant Job? He is the finest man in all the earth. He is blameless, a man of complete integrity. He fears God. And stays away from evil. And Satan replied to the Lord, Yes, but Job has good reason to fear God. You have always put a wall of protection around him and his home and his property. Let me just stop right there. Did you catch that? The Lord will put a hedge of protection around you. When was the last time you prayed for that? Are you praying for a wall, a hedge of protection around you and your family? Amen. It continues. You have made him prosper in everything he does. Look how rich he is. But reach out and take away everything he has, and he will surely curse you to your face. I'll stop right there. You see, Satan hates the fact that you and I were created divinely, by our heavenly Father. He hates that because he, lo- because he knows that the Father loves you and I. Even in our imperfection, he loves you. And he cannot stand that. That's why he's going around the, the earth, going back and forth, seeking whom he may devour, the Bible says. And in this case, the Lord points out, Job, well, have you checked him out? Have you tried him out? And he says, oh, that's only because I can't touch him because you've got a wall of protection around him. If you, if you take away everything he owns, then he'll probably curse you to your face. That's what Satan said. But Job, how many know? Jo, Job was a man of integrity, right? Job was a man that what he said stood and, and we know the story. But here's the point I wanna, I'm driving at here. Our, if our problems are beginning in the spiritual realm, notice where Job's problem began. It didn't begin down here. It began in the spiritual realm. Did you get that? His problem began in the spiritual realm. So if our problems are beginning in the spiritual realm, what makes you and I think that we can fight them in the natural realm? You know, put up your deuce. Come on, you know. Hit me with your best shot. No, it's, we sh- that's not how we fight our battles, amen? We as believers don't fight our battles that way. We fight them spiritually. You know, uh, don't go to Walmart. That's why I don't shop at Walmart. I don't want to fight my battles naturally over there. I, I, wanna, I know that, that there is a spiritual realm, and I need to seek that spiritual realm. I need to seek my help from the Lord from above. Amen? We have to recognize that there's spiritual attacks against not only you and I, but our marriages, our relationships with one another, in the job place, The enemy of our soul does not want you to have the peace, the love, the compassion that God wants to give you, that God wants to desperately give you and fill you with. But the great news that you all know is that the Lord has brought restoration to all of us, amen, through the cross. He's brought restoration to you and I. Can I get an amen? See... Spiritual restoration is the process of restoring us to God's original design that he had in the very beginning. How many know that when you have an issue with something, you go back to the beginning? Well, let me start at the beginning. How many have ever put together something from Ikea? And you get halfway through it, and you realize, wait a minute, wait a minute, I got ahead of myself. Where's those instructions again? And you go back to the beginning. You go back to the way it was designed to be built. Because if you get ahead of yourself, you're going to miss steps. And so the Lord is, is telling us here that we have to go back to the beginning. What is God's plan for you? It's not for you to struggle, to be full of hate and disappointment and shame and guilt. That's not the way he designed you and I to live our lives as believers. Amen? See, you're not just free from sin. You are free to live out your life to the fullest. He gave us us his life so that you and I could have abundant life in him. Amen. You and I are a new creation. And I thank God for that every day. You are not the same person that you were years ago. You're a different person, a new creation. I want to share a scripture in Revelation. Do we have this one? Yes, we do. Revelation chapter 1 and verse 5. This is a reminder to you and I. Verse 5 tells us, All glory to him who loves us and has freed us from our sins by shedding his blood for us. Jesus Christ has shed his blood for you and I and has freed us from sins freed us from shame, freed us from guilt, freed us from disappointment. Yes, you'll have bad news. Welcome to reality. That's the world that we live in. But that's not to mean that you're supposed to be controlled by bad news. Don't let the natural control what's what's going on in your spiritual. Amen? See, you got to know your original design in Christ. You were divinely created. You are a divine being. You are a son, a daughter of the Most High God, amen? So choose to believe by faith what God has said about you, as in the scriptures we've just read, rather than what the circumstances are dictating to you. Choose to believe what God has said about you, rather than what your life circumstances are throwing at you. Well, I got bad news. I got, somebody told me this, and this happened and my 401k just took a dump this week, and I just lost, and nothing's going good this, I mean, are you going to choose, is that going to really affect you? No, it shouldn't. You're a child of God. The Lord, Did you know this? The Lord owns the cattle on a thousand hills, so why are you worrying about your 401k anyways? Don't worry about that. God's got you, amen? God will take care of you. This is the battle over your life. Will you choose to believe what God God says about you or will you choose to believe or to listen to the influence of the world, the influence of sin? See, some of us listen to, to that voice rather than to the voice of God because that's what we've been conditioned to hear. We've been conditioned to hear that for years and years, you're no good. You're never good enough like what we were talking about last week. You'll never be good enough. You're just like your dad, and your dad was just like his dad. And on and on and on. Break the cycle. How many in your life and your families have broken the cycle? I know some of you have. You've broken the cycle. Amen? Amen. Give the Lord a hand clap because you've been able to do that. Amen? Through the power of His Spirit. He's given you power to overcome. It's a spiritual battle is what I'm talking about today. So that leads us to the question that you and I are are faced with because of this. Who's going to define who I am? Who's gonna define you? Is it your circumstances? Are you defined by your job? Are you defined by your neighbors? Are you defined by the car you drive? I hope not, I hope no to all of that. I hope it's much deeper than that. Who is going to define you? Let me, let me uh, show you what Jesus said in Matthew chapter 6, verse 9 and 10. He said this, Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come. Your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Who's going to define who you are? Well, the answer's right there. When you allow and when you can say, Father, your will be done. That's what's going to define your life right there. That's what's going to define your circumstances for you every day of your life. When you can honestly say, honestly say your will be done, Father, on earth as it is in heaven. You see, God's original design for each of us is that we would live eternally with him. And you're, you're going to spend eternity somewhere. Can I just tell you that right now? And hopefully we're all going to be rejoicing one day together. Hopefully we all have our names written down in that Lamb's book of life. And I just tell you this right now. If you have given your life to the Lord, if you have confessed Him as Lord and Savior, if you have asked the Lord to forgive you of your sins, you will one day spend eternity with the Lord. But God's design is that we would spend eternity with Him. In fellowship. In where everything's perfect, there's no more death, there's no more tears, there's no more rejection, there's no more shame, there's no more sickness, there's no more broken hips, no more broken heels, ankles, any of that, no more bad backs, no more injections. I mean, that's going to be a beautiful world, isn't it? No more glasses, no more need to wear contacts. Oh, I can't wait for that. Amen. 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 No more readers. Amen. It'll be a place of perfection. You see, He created us to live in a place filled with love, with peace, with joy. And that can be here. You don't have to wait to get to heaven one day. Your home, when people come to your home, and I know it's been tough the last few years with people not going to homes as usual in the past, but when people walk into your home, they should say, wow, I feel... I feel peace here. I feel the presence of God in this place. What is it? It's because you live there, because you bathe it in prayer, amen? Because you pray there daily. It's because you invite God's holy presence there. That's how you can live in a place filled with joy, peace, and love. So, so the second point today is God's original design was truly a love relationship. Okay, okay. Raise your hand if you've been married or are married. Raise your hand if you've been married or are married. It's most of you here. Now, don't lie, because I know, don't lie. When you first met and you would look at him or her, and then those butterflies would just go off and all those feelings and, ooh, I can't wait to talk to him again. and, And then you'd fall asleep on the phone just talking to that person. Remember those days? That was a love relationship. That's how it's supposed to be. That's how it's supposed to continue as well, okay? That's another sermon for another day. But God's original design was a love relationship. He first loved us. Amen? He first loved us. We came to Him later. We weren't born out of the womb going, I love you, Lord. It just doesn't happen that way. For some of us, it comes years later. But here's what I do know. Most of us carry what is known as a love deficit. Your spiritual, your love tank doesn't get filled, just like my gas tank because I can't afford to fill it nowadays. Your love tank doesn't get filled or wasn't filled as a young person because maybe you lived in a house were raised in a house where hugs weren't a big thing, where you never heard, hey, I love you, have a great day, or maybe you never had a pat on the back. So you had a love deficit. How many can relate to that, right? And, you, and we know people like that. They, they back away when you want to give them a hug because they don't know how to receive. Amen? God loves you. Amen? Most of us carry this love deficit. In other words, it's because of what sin has done to us, we have not been loved how God intended See, sin has caused this love deficit to occur in in families over the years, over the generations. But I want to read to you a few scriptures here. And the first one is in the book of Lamentations, chapter 3. Talking about the love of God. Listen to these scriptures. Chapter 3 and verse 22. Because of the Lord's great love, we are not consumed, for His compassions never fail. Because of the Lord's great love, we are not consumed, for his compassions never fail. Whose great love? The Lord's. He has great love towards you and I. And child of God, I just want to tell you, you don't have to be perfect. Because none of you are perfect. I'm not perfect. You aren't perfect. Let me take you to the book of Isaiah, chapter 54 and verse 10. I'm going to quickly take you through uh, three more verses. Isaiah chapter 54 and verse 10. Though the mountains be shaken and the hills be removed, yet my unfailing love for you will not be shaken, nor my covenant of peace be removed, says the Lord, who has compassion on you. When life beats you up, when you're filled with guilt or shame, can I just remind you of these verses that we're reading right here? His love is unending. His love is still extended to each of you. It's still there. It does never, it never gets removed. It's always there. We're the ones that back away from that love. We're the ones that, as, as we talked about last week, one chooses to, or in our Bible study during Wednesday, we talked about Jonah running away from the presence of the Lord. Don't run away from the presence of God. Run to Him. Amen? And then the next verse I want to read is in the book of John chapter 1 and verse 17. All these have the same theme. For the law was given through Moses, but God's unfailing love and faithfulness came through Jesus Christ. God's unfailing love and faithfulness came through Jesus Christ. And then one more scripture, John 13, chapter 13 and verse 34. And this one, all of you have heard this one. So now I am giving you a new commandment. Love each other. Just as I have loved you, you should love each other. Ooh, that's a tough one to do sometimes, to love on people that are unlovable, right? Uh, but that's what the Lord commanded us to do, love each other. But Lord, you don't know this person. You, you don't know how they talk to me. The Lord said, you love them. It doesn't matter who they are, what they look like, what color they are, how they speak to you. You love them, amen? And we don't have enough of that in our world today. That's why there's so much crime and sin and violence in our world, because of the lack of love in our world. And I won't even go into all the nonsense that's been going off in our news this week. The the third point is God's original design, there's a purpose for my life. Everybody say, a purpose for my life. He has a plan for each of us. And I know you hear that all the time at church, wherever you go. There's always a pastor, a preacher saying, God has a plan for you. God has a plan for you. God has a plan for you. And it doesn't matter what age you are, God still has a plan for you. Amen? God can bring about circumstances that can readjust your thinking, and all of a sudden that plan Opens up. That purpose opens up for you. Amen? Uh, again, as I've told you, I never would have, in a million years, if you would have asked me 30 years ago, you're going to be preaching up on a pulpit one day. I looked at you and said, are you out of your mind? No. No. Um, or maybe 40 years ago. 50, 50, 40 years ago, I definitely would have said you're, you're crazy. But um, God has a purpose. Amen? And let's read that scripture that we all know so well, found in Jeremiah Chapter 29 and verse 11. Again, it says this, For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord. Plans to prosper you and not to harm you. Plans to give you a hope and a future. But how many know life can hurt us? Circumstances, we can get hurt emotionally, physically, mentally. Life can do that because of the sin that's in this world. But God's plan is never to hurt you. God's plan is to prosper you, not to harm you. Plans to give you a hope and a future. And that's the good news right there, that we can trust in Him. Amen? And then, finally, Luke chapter 10 and verse 27. I want to take you um, to this scripture. Luke, the book of Luke, chapter 10. Dr. Luke Luke always has good advice, and here he says in verse 27 of chapter 10, Love the Lord your God with all your heart, and with all your soul, and with all your strength, and with all your mind, and love your neighbor as yourself. Amen. I mean, that ties the gospel right there together in a ribbon for you, and he leaves it right there. Boom, and drops the mic, and walks away. That's what the Lord did with that scripture. He's telling us as believers how you and I are to live. Love the Lord your God with all of your heart. Not with most of your heart. Not with three quarters of your heart. He said with all of your heart. Let me ask you, do you you have children? Do you love your children with all of your heart? Do you love God with all of your heart? Amen. Amen. That's what the Lord is asking you today. Love him with all of your heart, soul and strength, and with all your mind. And then love your neighbor as yourself. And as I close today, I told you I wouldn't take long today. I can have uh, Bianca and Raquel come up today. I have one other scripture I want to put up. If you want to put the point up in the scripture. God's original design, there's a powerful hope for each of us there's a powerful hope Uh, I want to go to the book of Acts chapter 1 and verse 8 and it says here when the Holy Spirit has come upon you you will receive power and will tell people about me everywhere in Jerusalem throughout Judea, in Samaria in American Canyon in Vallejo, in Napa and to the ends of the earth But notice, it begins with when the Holy Spirit has come upon you, you and I will receive power. We know in verse 8, the word power, the Greek word for power is dunamis, which is where we get the word dynamite from. Power, explosiveness. That's what the Holy Spirit gives you. It gives you a power to witness, a power to have an increased level of faith. Amen? Because I want to remind you as a believer, you have received His power. As a believer, that power creates belief because of the word that you read. The, the, the sermons that you hear declared every, every time you, you listen to a, to a sermon. And belief allows ordinary people like you and I to do extraordinary things. Amen? Belief. You have to first believe. You must believe first. John 14, 12, and this is the last scripture I have for you today. I tell you the truth. Anyone, everybody say anyone, and that means you. He's talking to you. Anyone who believes in me will do the same works I have done and even greater works. I'm going to stop there. Did you catch that? Jesus Christ here is saying that you and I will do the same works He has done and even greater than He did in in the Gospels because I am going to be with the Father. Jesus Christ declares that you are filled with His power, with His dunamis, with His dynamite to do incredible things things. Amen? So when we went together and we started this service with prayer for my sister and prayer for the other needs that we had, we declared that power, that dunamis existing right now that you and I have, to, we declared that over those needs. Amen? That's a supernatural power that the Lord has given each of us. See, if you believe God, and I don't think we have this, believe God plus love God, plus obey God, equals when miracles happen. Amen? When you first believe God, you love God, you obey God, then miracles happen. How many believe in miracles? Amen? Amen. Amen. God is a supernatural God. I invite you to stand today as we close. Father, we love you. We thank you this time. Oh God, we love you. Are such a loving Father. You are so good to us, Lord. We have seen your miracle working power in our lives. We have felt your presence. We have rejoiced with your peace, the fullness of God in our lives. And Lord, we thank you for that this evening. We thank you, Lord, for your precious love. You are such a good, good Father. And we have felt that love and that goodness in our life. We thank you this evening for your compassion for your love, for your faithfulness. Lord, we continue tonight to lift up Yolanda. We pray for a complete and full recovery upon her body in the name of Jesus. Lord, that she would continue to be pain-free in the name of Jesus. We declare that tonight, Father, in Jesus' name. And Father, we trust you and we thank you that you are our miracle worker, that you are the healer. And Father, we can trust you and look to you the author and finisher of our faith tonight in Jesus name. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. And one more time as we're dismissed, would you just lift your hands as I pray the blessing over you. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace In Jesus' name. And Lord, bless this food we're about to have after service. Bless it nourish it to our stomachs. In Jesus' name. Amen, amen, amen. Have a great evening. Join us afterwards right out here. And uh, we'll see you next week. Amen. God bless you.
0: Thanks for listening. For more information, be sure to check out our Facebook page at Foothill Christian American Canyon.